Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Hello there and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you the latest news in tech from around Ireland and across the world every Friday evening on RTE Radio. Or of course, you can get it first on Friday mornings uh, with your favourite podcasting app from Google, Spotify uh, or whomever you get your podcast from. My name is Dusty Rhodes. Coming up on episode 875, we're talking uh, Tim Berners-Lee and uh, has sold his uh, NFT, Robin Hood are in trouble, uh, Windows 11 preview, uh, sci-fi becomes reality and some other sci-fi stuff as well. And to talk about all of this is our editor-in-chief, Niall Kitson. Niall, shall we start with uh, Windows 11? Uh, we shall, or, you know, if you will, a lot of people won't be starting with Windows 11 when it when it first comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, the Windows Insider program, people get these things first. And this is pretty much where Microsoft figures out all the all the bugs and the things that, you know, will be dropped. Uh, inevitably, there's one or two things that get dropped pr- prior to release and then fixed and, and, you know, rolled out again, such as the nature of these things. But you remember last week when we were talking about uh, what Windows 11 will look like, I made the comment that it's a little bit of a system hog. Like, I mean, there's that we went through the specs and it's, you know, it's if you've got a machine from about four years old, uh, four years ago or older, it'll probably struggle. So um, uh, Microsoft have come out and they've said, look, we're, we're having a look at this. We're having a look at the requirements. We're going mm. to see if we can, you know, maybe do something a little bit better because at the moment they're saying that you need an eighth generation Intel CPU or newer and a TPM mm. 2.0 chip installed. But they're having a look at that and going, do you know what? Maybe we don't need those. Maybe mm. we can do a little bit better. So the Windows Insider people are going to be experimenting this, but it does mean that it pushes back the free rollout for the rest of us. So say if you're buying a new laptop towards the end of this year, it'll have Windows 11 on it in all likelihood. However, if you're upgrading from Windows 10, if you're availing of the free upgrade, like most of us, uh, it'll be next year and, and possibly even the second half of next year by the time we get it. So they're going to roll it out on the new machines first. Yeah, which makes sense. Mm, I suppose it does. I mean, you're buying something that's that's new to market. You know, it's mm. going to be it's going to be certified. Windows Vista did this when it came out, wasn't it? They they had like a certified for Windows Vista system. Oh god, the- yeah, I, I think they're bringing that back out again as well for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it kind of makes sense. I mean, mm. it, it sort of takes takes out the guessing, especially if you buy. Uh, a laptop earlier this year and you want to know if it'll run Windows 11, even just having a little sticker there going, yeah, it'll do it. Um, very reassuring. Uh, very very well, nice thing to have. Yeah, I think I think anything, as you say, you know, 10th, 11th gen uh, uh, processors will be able to run Windows 11 perfectly well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is the install on the older machines that you want to worry about. But then again, Microsoft has an excellent reputation, in my head anyway, for being able to run on older machines. And I would imagine that they will probably say something like, you need a minimum spec of blah, and anything below that is not supported. Which means, go off and do it, and if it works well and good, if it doesn't, don't call us. Yeah, well, I I hasten to draw yet another comparison with Cupertino, but it's one thing Apple are pretty good at. They're they're pretty good at drawing a line under their operating systems. No, no. Oh, you disagree. 
Apple are just anal about what they will allow their software to run on, not what it's capable to run on. Ah, okay, right. That's oh, an I important had, difference. Uh, yeah, well, I, I had terrible trouble this this week with Apple. And I just, I was holding my head in my hands going, why do they make it so complicated? Okay, so I was taken apart. Uh, it was a Mac Mini 2014, all right, which has got the security screw in it, all right? It's a, mm. it's a, a, a Torx screw and it's a T6R, I think it is. So essentially there's a tiny, tiny little bit of metal post sticking up and you need a super special screwdriver to get at this. They can't mm. just use the regular T6 that everybody has in their kit. Mm. You go, ah, oh, like, why, why are they doing this? And they'll go, oh, it's tamper-proof. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just want to get in and upgrade the hard drive to an SSD. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's my machine. Tam- ah! and, and that's where I was like really kind of going, why do they make it so difficult? And then the other problem I had with Apple this week, and this relates directly to what you were saying, and this is why I want to kick them all up the rear end, okay? Mm. Um, I wa- I've i got a, a Mac uh, Pro, which I'm going to sell on, okay? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, uh, I think it's a High Sierra is the last OS that it, it will run. Mm-hmm. That it's 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 set for, and of course I kept a copy of High Sierra, so I have it there, mm-hmm. and I did all of the thing with the USB, da, 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 whatever, da, da, launched the thing, gets it to install, it, and it goes, oh sorry, uh, that that file is corrupt. Mm. You need to reinstall. So of course then I go on my Mac Mini, <laughs> the new <laughs> one, okay, and I go, I want to download High Sierra, and it goes, won't run on this machine, you can't download it. Like, ah! mm-hmm. Anyway, do you know what it was in the end? What. There's a tiny little flag within the package which says that if somebody tries to run this after October 2019, display the following message. Your file is corrupt. It will not work. Wow. So my workaround was to turn, change the clock on the machine to 2018. Bingo. Wow. Wow. And it's... That kind of stuff that Apple do. So you say they're very good at drawing a line under, but it's that kind of messing around that absolutely just does my head in. It's that walled garden mentality. And it, you know what? I said, look, we know. Why am I giving out about this? Okay, we all know that if you go into an Apple store and you buy a product off the shelf, you're going to get really good hardware. You're going to get good software. Everything's going to run immaculately well together. It's going to be fantastic. But if the minute you want to step outside of that, they are just a-holes. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, that is that is a really good cautionary tale, uh, so, I have to say, because right. I, I think one time when OS X Lion came out, I upgraded immediately, and I wish I hadn't. Just the quality of performance on my machine just nosedived. And yeah. forever after, I was like, okay, if I ever see a an automatic update for an OS. I'm just, I'm not interested. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. There is yeah. a reason that you get lots of people in the world who love playing with this stuff, but they always play on a completely separate machine or they'll mm. set up a sandbox or a virtual machine or, or, or something like that and they do it that way. Anyways, mm. Mac, do whatever it is that, that, that Mac do. Windows 11 preview is coming, you reckon, before the end of the year on new hardware and then next year it's going to be 
um, before we get the official upgrade, as it were. I, I reckon so, yeah. That that would make sense, wouldn't it? I, again, yeah. I think it's a strategy Windows adopted before. Mm. Um, if there's a new machine coming out, yeah, let's, let's get it mm. on. Let's, let's get the ball rolling on it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we, we just have to wait for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird that there's no, uh, there's no definitive launch date on these things anymore. Do you remember when like Windows 95 or uh, 98 or XP came out? There, there always seemed to be a, yep, from henceforth. I mean, it does, is this a legacy from like big box software or something? You knew uh, when it was I, coming out. I don't know. Um, uh, I really don't know because Windows, uh, Microsoft were definitely announcing Windows last week um, and it was in their plan and, and it got leaked. I don't know why they didn't announce it. Apple always do. They say such and such they will do, be available yeah. on blah, blah, blah date. Like, you know, so that, mm. Whatever it'll come whenever it comes. If you want to get it now, of course, all you got to do is join the uh, uh, the Windows um, uh, program. Heads gone blank. Insider program. Insider program. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, You sign up for that using your Windows 10 software and you're able to download the new version. But there's no warranties or anything like that. And if you mess it up or if it messes up your machine, well, then it's your own tough. But as I say, if you've got an older, if you want to try it out on an older machine. I'm actually just looking around out of the corner of my eye. I can see a 10 year old PC there and I'm going, it's got an i5 processor in it, loads of RAM. It does, it's it's, it's kind of, you know, motors along quite nicely. I might just stick Windows 11 on that. Huh, I'll see. Anyway, Hmm. other news. Other news. Okay. Uh, Let's see. You you did that one. So will I, will I take another one? Absolutely. Okay. Tim Berners-Lee, we were talking about his, um, he's doing an NFT of the original source code of the World Wide Web. Mm. Uh, and he auctioned it through Sotheby's. So, right. A picture of the source code behind the World Wide Web mm-hmm. from 1989. Mm-hmm. As, you know, confirmed by Tim Berners-Lee, literally signed on the bottom. Yep. I, th- I did this. Now I've put this thing out in the world. You buy it, you own it. This picture of this thing that I did, um, this new historical moment in technology. Uh, And that's not to downplay it or anything like that. It's true. Um, What do you think it's worth? And let me me preface this by saying that there wasn't really, um, the reserve price on it was a thousand pounds. I knew that because I was was thinking of registering with uh, uh, Sotheby's and bidding on it. Um, just for the crack, like, you know, mm-hmm. 1,500 quid or something like that, because I, it, it's definitely going to go for more than that. But I just wanted to be able to say, I put in a bid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't have gone more. Than that. I wouldn't have paid 1,000 or 1,500 for it. Um, uh, so it sold anyway, did it? Sold, yeah. The the, the original bidding started at $1,000 and mm-hmm. it finished at $5,434,500. And that's a genuine response because you hadn't heard that figure. Wow. That yeah. was what the Jack Dorsey get for his uh, his first tweet. So that's 3 million point, or something. Yeah, 2.4 million, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, come here. When you're writing the source code for the actual internet and then your first tweet, Tim Berners-Lee wins hands down. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's not just the the picture, if you will, that, that you get it. There, mm. There's a couple of other bits and bobs were included in, in the package. And um, there's like a, apparently a, a, an animated visualization of the code, a digital poster and a, a letter written by the man himself uh, in June talking about uh, his invention, mm. talking about the web. 
and where it's gone and where it's been. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not just, uh, you know, no, that is, that, that is because the NFT is is basically a, a certificate of authentic, authenticity. Yeah. To say that this is the first one. And the guy who wrote it, who we all know is Tim Berners-Lee, has a little video and everything there. Here's a question for you, though. Okay. Five point, what did you say, four million? Five point four million, yeah, yeah. Who will keep that? Who will keep it? Hmm. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Because uh, Tim Berners-Lee is... Famously uh, shy, for want of a better word. All right, he's, he's not a very gregarious or outgoing kind of a person. Mm. Um, I don't know if he's in it for riches. He strikes me as the academic type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's he going to do? If- <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I'd say the man is well looked after for life. Maybe. Oh, I'd know, say maybe. he was. I'd say he was well looked after for, after for life long before this. Maybe, maybe he's got mm. a, a family that he's quite fond of that he wants to look after for a bit. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. I just, I just, I just thought, what would he do with it? Like, I, and he deserves every penny of it and oh, more, absolutely, and, and more, and, so. and a lot more. But you know, it's it's not that his contribution to the world has vanished or anything. Mm. It's just you know, here's this poster I did of this, and you know, it's the the official copy, if you will, and uh, I own it, and now somebody else does. Listen, speaking of money, uh, mm-hmm. Robin Hood, which seems to be uh, every Robin person's uh, favourite app of choice for investing in the stock market uh, and then giving out because <laughs> when yeah. it doesn't work. And the the uh, the backstory from what I remember on this, I can't remember if my, my young fella bought used Robin Hood or used something else. I can't remember. Uh, however, the story was, was that everybody was trading in cryptocurrency and game stock um, stock. Mm. And when it was going up rapidly and stuff like that, people were literally not able to buy it using their Robin Hood um, trading app because mm. that's, that's what they have. And the money that they have in their account, they weren't able to buy these stocks, which were going up by hundreds of dollars by the minute, apparently. Um, they have paid for the error of their ways now uh, have Robin Hood. They they have. They got hit with a, a massive fine. They got hit with a fine of $70 million mm-hmm. by the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority in the States mm-hmm. uh, for what the organisation described as widespread and significant harm to its customers. Now, I, I remember this idea of day trading. Um, I first came across it in the late mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a company called Ameritrade. Did I, I don't know if they're still around, but it was very much the idea of you can go onto the market for for a day, spot something, you know, spend a little, make a little, and you know, go and come back. It's 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 no big thing. You're mm. you're your your own person. You don't need a broker. You don't need anything else. We'll we'll handle it for you. Um, and it was a bit of a disaster. I mean, it, it didn't catch on. Um, you know, it's it's the stock market just stayed being its own little thing in the culture and nobody could really understand it. And then, of course, mm. there was the the crash and guess what? Nobody actually understood how it worked. Um, so, and then sort of day trading has made a comeback thanks to these apps like Robinhood because they make mm. it so simple to do it. Um, in the same way that I suppose betting apps have made betting look kind of respectable because, it, because they're so easy to use and you don't need to go near a bookie and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't need to engage a broker to, to use one of these apps. And uh, of course, when you're dealing with people's lives and livelihoods, and, you know, people that maybe aren't very good with money in the first place and you're entrusting them 
to uh, you know manage their own account. It's maybe not the smartest thing in the world. And if you combine that with a move fast and break things approach to something that's very highly regulated, you're looking for trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what happened. Uh, there was an example uh, last year. Apparently, uh, one of one Robinhood customers uh, um, thought he was in massive debt to mm-hmm. the to the tune of three quarters of a million dollars or something like that. Uh, but it was an error, and it turned out he was actually in credit because he hadn't something turned on in the back end of the app, and. Uh, Poor chap ended oh. ended up taking his own life over it, you know. Ah, you know. So it's it's things like this that you know, it's fine if it's you know some you know your Google app or your Facebook or anything like that where the you know. No, don't buy that argument. <clears throat> okay, well you know let's. Uh, okay, we'll say it's it's not fine for them, but it's no it's, no. I, I, you're absolutely right. It, it is not fine for them, and those people shouldn't do it. But you don't have to close down your app or your trading uh, or the system or whatever, because people who don't know what they're doing get involved. Well, yeah, that's the certainly the libertarian argument uh, for it. You know, let the market mm-hmm. decide. And if you happen to be a fairly stupid person, well, then... You're going to lose all your money. Tough. You're going to lose your money. But um, there's also a duty of care as well, especially when you're cultivating something that you know is going to have fairly young, fairly uninformed users engaging in a professional market. I think there's definitely a a duty of care there. And also, you know, you look at what they call sort of the meme stocks, like the Game Stops. And I I think Lowe's Cinema Chain was was another one that benefited just by people leaping onto these things and really stuffing people that were short selling uh, these stocks, um, making them lose an awful lot of money. Mm. Uh, Because short selling, it's basically a bet that a stock is going to go down, isn't it? Um, but when you have people jumping onto sort of um, stocks that are under pressure and ends up pushing up the value, you have people that are short selling and end up losing their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's not an awful lot of sympathy for people that try to short sell anyway. I mean, you're basically relying on the fact that a company isn't going to do well and is potentially going to have to you know, lay people off or something like that. Mm. Um, so I, I get that. I get sort of the meme stock movement, the, the things that are organized on, on Reddit. And, you know, they're, they're one day wonders and it's very entertaining and yada, yada kind of a thing. But when you get into things where problems in the app, technical problems in the app, lead to people not being aware of what they're using or the way in which they're using it or the extent to which they're in the hole or doing well, things like that. If a system Mm. works well and it's telling you this stuff, well, that's one thing. If if a system is working poorly and it's telling you system, telling you that. And enough of the stock market and back to uh, uh, to tech and sci-fi becoming reality. Great story this week. Great story this week. All right. Uh, A guy over in Slovakia has invented a flying car. Now, is this a car that, you know, the doors come off and it turns into like a jet? Does it function as both? Yes, it does. Okay. And uh, what he's, he's been trialing and trialing and trialing it. And then this week, the big thing was that he took off from uh, one town in Slovakia, flew 35 minutes to a second city, landed on a runway. Okay. Mm. Uh, then literally the wings retracted into the car. Mm. All right. And he was able to drive on the road to his home. That is amazing. And and for anyone that grew up in the 80s, that is basically mask. If, if <laughs> you 
You probably don't remember this, but mask a line of toys that rode in on sort of the the trail of Transformers that you know you can be either this or this, right? Yes. Whereas where Transformers were fairly convincing, okay, it's a plane and now it's a robot. Mm. Mask was like, okay, this is a car, but if you do this to the doors and if you pull this out, it can fly, but it looks nothing like a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a bit weird looking, but it's one of those things where, do you know, I was watching the video of it and I went, do you know what? I would love to, uh, after I die, come back in a hundred years time and I will see that perfected. Mm, yeah, yeah. That would be really interesting to see. It would yeah. be really interesting to see. It'll be full Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the One other story, uh, you have at uh, Facebook uh, just getting too big to regulate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose following on from talk of the markets, mm. um, Facebook had a very good week. They they passed the trillion dollar mark, which makes, uh, and you know, the, the tech stocks run on what they, what they call the fangs. It's Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. Mm. And uh, now only one of those companies isn't a trillion dollar company. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, one Hang of them on, face, Facebook, Facebook is. Yeah. Apple definitely is. Yeah, Amazon. I read about just a few weeks ago they became a so. Uh, 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 Netflix, I'm not sure. And Google definitely. Netflix. Yeah, by process of elimination, Netflix. Uh, Microsoft is a trillion dollar company as well. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Netflix is the only one of those that that makes the world go round. Apparently, um, that that isn't a trillion dollar company. Personally, I think it's a matter of time. Uh, a matter of time and catalog, um, but it'll get there. And Facebook's valuation really took a bump this week. It really got over that mark thanks to the failure of an antitrust uh, lawsuit that was brought against Facebook by mm-hmm. the uh, by the American government, by the uh, FTC, actually. I think it's Federal Trade and Communications, I think. Commission. Yeah. Commission. Um, yeah, they, they took an antitrust uh, complaint against Facebook, basically for being too big. That you have, um, you've got what Facebook, your your core thing, which has been around since two thousand five, two thousand twelve. You were allowed to get Instagram. Two thousand fourteen, you were get you were allowed to get WhatsApp, and now uh, you're you're too big. Mm. Who who knew these things would would become so popular? You know, you've you've effectively got if you want to get into the social media market, if you want to sign up for a social media account, there is effectively something owned by Facebook uh, and Twitter. That's kind of it's kind of it, really. Um, I say, well, Facebook is WhatsApp, and Facebook is Instagram. Mm, yeah, Twitter, Twitter's kind of independent. Twitter's independent, but it's it's you know it's it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's something separate. Um, so it basically means if you want to do social media, you in the West, you have to do Facebook. You know, the in one form or another, and uh, it's not right. However, uh, a judge in the District of Columbia uh, tossed the suit and saying, look. You had an opportunity in 2012 uh, with Instagram. You had an opportunity in 2014 with WhatsApp. And there was nothing wrong with Facebook then, even though all these services were on the grow. So guess what? This combined entity, you allowed it to happen. So uh, yeah, we're not going to do anything with it. Who's saying that? This is, let's see, I'll get the Is the it the authorities are saying that? Or somebody yeah. said it to the FCC? Judge James E. Boesberg of the U.S. Ah, District Court. Ah, the judge said the that. District okay, of Columbia. Yeah. All right, you should have stopped them earlier. It's too late now. That's it. The horse That's has it. bolted. Yeah. The horse has wow. bolted. Wow. 
<laughs> so, I mean, what do you do? I mean, uh, the the um, history of antitrust law is kind of, uh, especially when it comes to tech companies, is not good. AT&T, mm. uh, they did a pretty good job of, they, they broke it up in 1984. Uh, Microsoft in 1999, mm. they were found to have violated antitrust, but they, there was little to no uh, significant penalties because they, mm. they settled. Um, uh, so, you know, Facebook is a company like no other. It's a, it's a product of, of, it's a digital product of the web. Uh, a digital native, if you will. So there, there hasn't been a company like it to regulate before, I suppose. And again, as I say, uh, after I die, I'd like to come back in a hundred years' time and see if Facebook is still with us. Yeah, that'd yeah. be interesting. In, in, the, in what way will it be with us? Mm. Speaking of the future, uh, two lad, two quickies to wrap up on um, with Apple TV Plus. Actually, uh, two yeah. new series that are coming later on in the year. Uh, one is Foundation. Which uh, we should all be very excited about. Indeed, uh, I read the book. I read the books years ago. Mm. I can't even remember. It must be more than ten years ago. So I'm kind. And of course, I mean, th- th- for anybody who doesn't know what Foundation is, it's the story of uh, Jared Harris and a group of exiles who predict the end of the Galactic Empire as as it was at the time. So they set out to restore civilization by establishing the Foundation. Now, if that sounds a little bit like Star Wars, that's because George Lucas was doing his own version of it. Would you agree, Niall? Uh, ooh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, Do you think? If you're thinking, okay, the, the Empire, yeah. And, and what was the name of the character? Is Harry Seldon. Is that um, it? Now, the, your memory's good on names. Mine is terrible. And and this this is the guy who basically showed up at the start of each um, episode, if you will, at, at mm. each of the books who said, yeah, look, I was able to map this out years, generations in advance. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a proper yeah. it's a proper Game of Thrones in so scale, in, isn't it? In the first book, he basically says, look, I've I've done it. I've cra- I know exactly what's going to happen over the next hundreds of years. Yeah. You know, generations in time. This is what's going to happen. And uh, he maps things out in each book. Each book starts with him going, it's OK. I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's, you know, there's three books at the start. It, it mm. went on. Other people did, um, did extensions of it in the 80s, but the original trilogy was... was uh, oh, groundbreaking. Absolute classic. Absolute yeah. classic. It's going to be on Apple TV. Um, it's done by the p- people who produced Man of Steel and something else. Uh, mm. The uh, promo looks fantastic. I'm sure you'll get it on it YouTube it, it if you have it. absolutely epic. Mm. The only thing is that if they're going to do 10 episodes, dropping one weekly starting in September. Another reason for me to hate Apple. Don't ah, well, tell me when I can watch them. Put all 10 on the same time now, and let me dive in. This is a thing. This is a thing that is coming out of the pandemic that, you know, is it the return of broadcast television? Because people are binging so many shows that there's actually a little bit of fatigue setting in, that there is something to be said for appointment TV, even if the appointment is very vague, like every mm. Friday at midnight or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, there, there seems to be a, uh, a demand for releasing things that way. And no. that said, I mean, the last show I really enjoyed um, was Black Summer. Um, they they dropped everything en masse. Um, I probably would have gone a bit mad if they did it uh, week by week, just by nature of the show. But there you go. And the other one on Apple TV is Invasion. With uh, Sam Neill, science fiction. Uh, it's made by the producers of The Martian. Uh, and with those three pieces of information, I bet you can guess what it's all about. And uh, when you look at the promo, you go, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> a 
couple of times before. A couple of times. <laughs> but we'll have a look at it anyway. It's just a, a, another way of doing the uh, same old thing. Listen, let's wrap it up for there. Nod, thanks for chatting about the news in tech this week. As always, remember, we do keep you up to date daily on all things tech with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. For now, though, from myself, Dusty, and from Niall, thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.